legends, you're listening to the Off-Road Performance Coach Podcast. If you want to be a beast on and off the dirt bike, you have come to the right place. All I ask from you is if you gain some value out of today's episode, please give it a share and tag me on your socials or your Insta story. I'd be super grateful if you'd share the love. Let's get stuck straight into today's episode. Just things for me. Hello, podcasters. Quick little episode today. Gonna cover one of the most common questions I get asked from people, and that is do I need to do more strength training or more cardio training? essentially like how to figure out what your actual limiting factor is that is my job as a coach when i have a client come on board and and like even clients that i've been working with for years i am always trying to figure out what their biggest limiting factor is because if i can improve their limiting their actual limiting factor then that is their lowest hanging fruit and their performance will improve so within your own training if you can figure out what your limiting factor is then that's gonna bring you the best bang for buck like i'm sure like 99.9 percent of people that listen to this podcast are not professional racers that uh have 30 hours a week to train you're most likely super busy maybe running a business got a family potentially all of the stuff that goes with it and trying to get on your dirt bike and race on the weekends. So you've probably got limited time. So figuring out how to structure your training to actually get your gains. So you're not just spinning your wheels, doing nothing pretty important. So these are just ways that you can tell potentially what you need to focus most of your energy on and really important part to prep preface this with is if you're really strong and your cardio is lacking doesn't mean that you just stop strength training and just do cardio to level it up and the opposite is also true if your aerobic base and aerobic capacity is awesome but you're super weak doesn't mean you just stop doing cardio training and go hard in the gym like you're always balancing both sides of the equation so we're always completing some strength training and we're always completing some energy systems or cardio training so it's just getting the balance right for yourself that allows you to actually get improvements from your training with the available time in your schedule so How to tell whether you potentially need to work on your strength or you potentially need to work on your aerobic capacity and and your more cardio training would be. So this would be on the cardio side. If you're lacking aerobic capacity, some symptoms of that, what you will feel when you're maybe not riding when you're training, but when you're racing and that intensity is high, like it's very hard to train at an intensity that is 
uh, the same as what we get on race day for many reasons. Like there's so many factors on race day that just bring that high level of intensity. So when you're racing, if you literally feel like, like your heart rate's high and you can't go any faster, maybe someone it's maybe it's the start of the race when everyone's sprinting, you can't keep up. Guys are passing you. You're going backwards. You feel like you can't push any harder. Maybe it's the middle of a race. Like it's say it's a two, three hour race and you're around that middle part of the race and you're just, you're riding your own race at your own pace. And someone comes up and puts a, puts a pass on you and goes past you. And you literally cannot go any faster. You have no more intensity there to lift the bar when you need to, when someone puts pressure on or when you need to lay down a pass or whatever it is, you've just got nothing, no more intensity there. Like your level of intensity is maxed out. That's an indication that you're lacking aerobic capacity. So at the end of the day, like we can only ride the bike at, as soon as we go like above our anaerobic threshold, we're literally only going to last like 30 60 seconds at the most so we're like constantly walking this line of being on that on that limit and the higher our aerobic capacity is and that threshold is we can maintain a higher output so ideally we want to be like a little bit under it so when we do need to like put a charge on or lay down a pass we've got that little bit up our sleeve to to push but if you feel like you're on that threshold all the time and you can't literally have no intensity left in the tank, then more than likely you will your lowest hanging fruit will be improving your aerobic capacity. So similarly, like at the end of the race, your same sort of deal. Your heart rate's maxed out, but you just can't go any faster. Like maybe you don't necessarily feel that fatigued but you again you're just like maxed out intensity wise like heart rates on the limiter and you can't literally can't go any faster um another example of like your aerobic capacity needing work but your strength probably potentially being okay is what does your riding technique look like like when you start a two-hour race or a three-hour race what does your technique look like on the first lap compared to the last lap if your riding technique is constant the whole way through the race, like, and what I mean by that is, do you look the same on the final lap as you do on the first lap in terms of your technique? Your strength is probably pretty good. It's pretty easy to tell. Like, again, when you watch these clubman races, it's pretty easy to tell the guys who are not strong is they get, like, to the halfway mark of the race and they're just, like, the elbows are down. They're fully like collapsed. They're not standing up. They're just sitting on the seat and they're just a passenger basically for the rest of the race. So if your riding technique, again, like if your riding technique is constant, you feel like you can maintain really good riding technique for a two or three hour race. But again, you just feel like you can't actually ride the bike faster because you're maxed out intensity wise. Pretty good indication that your strength might be okay, but your aerobic capacity needs to improve so you can actually bring your intensity up so on the other side of the coin if you need to potentially focus a little bit more on the strength side when you're riding you might notice that 
Like you can't even actually get your heart rate up. Like you're not, you're not even able to sort of push. You don't have the strength to ride the bike fast enough to push yourself to your limit of your aerobic capacity and get up around your threshold. Um, your technique, your riding technique might fail very quickly. You might get 30 minutes into the race and your technique just starts to fall apart. Um, if the track gets really rough, your pace might just fall off. You might be able to ride a really smooth track, pretty good. But as soon as the track get, gets rough, like deep sand whoops, choppy square edges, you actually have to work a lot harder to give the bike input to keep the wheels on the ground. Your pace falls off really quickly and the track gets rough. Towards the end of a race, you might notice your lower back is sore, your quads are sore, your arms are sore. And this is causing you to slow down and not be able to ride as fast as you would be able to. So again, your heart rate won't even really be close to being on its limit because you actually can't even ride on your limit because you're just so fatigued. Um, you might also notice that you're super sore the day after riding. like Or you go in a race or a hard ride, you might, might, might take you days to recover from that. Like you might literally need a walking frame to go to a toilet <laughs> the day after a three hour like i'm not saying like if you race a three hour or like a hard three hour on a sand track or a race like hatter like hatter is a pretty extreme uh circumstance of an off-road race it's four hours for the leaders well i think the leader this year was four and a half so a lot of guys it was like a five hour race this year super rough sandy track so that's like an extreme case. It's harder, longer duration than a normal three-hour race. So I'm not saying that you're not like the day after a race like that, you're just going to feel normal when you're strong enough. But I can 100% tell you without a shadow of a doubt that I know myself personally and the feedback that I get from my clients who are really strong and strength trained consistently that that is one of the biggest things. Like obviously they notice a performance gain on the bike as into how they don't fatigue at the end of the race, but they also recover very quickly. They might feel like, no, they've done something the day after a race for sure. Like you're always going to feel it to an extent when you race an event like Hatter, but they recover very quickly. Then certainly not limping around and, and having to hobble to the toilet the day after a race. So again, that's just you're super sore after a hard race um, and you're fatiguing at the end of the race and, and body parts are starting to hurt uh, that's a pretty good indication that you need to work on your strength like it's just simple math the stronger we are strength is the foundational quality of muscular endurance so when we can tolerate more force every little bump we hit is draining less of our battery essentially so when that battery is bigger, when our strength battery is bigger, every single little bump we hit means it's taken less of our, the life out of our battery. When we're weaker and that strength battery is lower, every bump we hit is draining that battery more than if the battery was bigger capacity. It's a simple way to look at your strength training. So for most people, it's probably going to be a combination of both. Like honestly, most people will just get really good gains from a balanced training approach. Most people 
don't train consistently enough on either one of the qualities. Uh, so it's not doing a ton of one, a, a ton of strength training or a ton of cardio training. It's doing a balance of both. So again, that's going to be a little bit different for everyone. Like if you've got four hours a week to train, maybe that's doing two hours of strength training and two hours of cardio training. Maybe it's doing three half hour strength workouts and two and a half hours of cardio training. Like it's it's a little bit different for everyone and everyone's got a different amount of time they can dedicate to training, obviously. Again, like to flog a dead horse and I've talked about it a lot on this podcast, you don't actually need to do that much strength training to get really strong. Most people severely underestimate like how strong you can get from two 40-minute strength sessions, um, even like shorter half-hour sessions. So you don't need a whole lot of time to get super strong. It just really comes down to commitment and actually keeping yourself accountable to get the work done consistently. So the, like the ultimate goal is to bring up the biggest limiting factor while at the very least maintaining the other qualities. So like I said at the start, just because one is really good and then the other quality needs attention doesn't mean we stop training the, the quality that's really good. It just means that if our aerobic capacity is really good and we're limited by our strength, then we can afford to bring that balance around the other way and potentially do a little bit more volume on the strength side to bring things up. And from that particular person would notice a biggest difference from that. Someone who is the other way is gonna notice a bigger difference by maybe putting the strength side on maintenance. You could literally trim your strength training back to two 30-minute sessions or three 20-minute sessions a week or whatever that actually looks like because you're not actually trying to get stronger. Your strength is already really good. You just need to maintain your current level of strength. So you can do that with a minimal amount of volume and you can devote some more volume to your cardio training and getting more base training in and, and working on the higher intensity capacity stuff to sort of stress the respiratory system more. So... It's always going to be a matter of finding that balance. Um, I guess where I'm super lucky is I've got like some of my clients are the fastest dudes in Australia and the fastest dudes in America right now. So I know what their numbers are uh, on a rowing, on a Concept 2 rower. Like I know how fast they can row a 2K time trial. I know how fast they can row 500 meter repeats. So it's very easy for me when I'm coaching my clients to put them through a workout and compare their results to see where they're at. So if you're able to row a 2K time trial and 500 meter repeats, repeats as fast or faster than one of the, f the fastest dudes in the world on a dirt bike, probably a fair chance that like giving you another 10 hours of zone two training to improve your cardio your aerobic capacity 
you're probably not going to notice too much difference. Like there's probably something else there that's your li- biggest limiting factor that's that's holding you back from riding as fast as that that dude. So uh, I guess I am a little bit lucky in that respect, but that's like how I look at it when I'm uh, programming for my clients is, and if you're trying to figure yours out for yourself, like it's just figuring out like which one is actually your biggest limiting factor and and if if it is both it's just doing a balanced approach with your training trying to devote a similar amount of time to each quality and just maximizing that like i say most people underestimate how strong they can actually get with not that much strength training when you actually have a crack and and train hard obviously learn the skills needed to do that and then actually train hard and do it consistently. Same thing with cardio training. Like you don't have to do massive, like 10 hours a week of zone two training to get the benefits of zone two training if you do it consistently. Like I've spoken about that on other podcasts as well. Like it really just comes down to consistency and what can you commit to doing on a weekly basis, week in, week out, month after month, year after year, that will bring you the results. If that's just three sessions a week, that's fine. Just do three sessions a week for the next 12 months and in 12 months time, you will be a different person than you are today, without a doubt. So hopefully that brings you a little bit of value and helps you figure out potentially where you need to focus your energy on within your own training and try and keep this one nice and short today. And got a couple more episodes in the tank to come out. We will see you on the next one. Uh, later this week. Bye for now.